0: Grace to you and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this Trinity Sunday is from our Gospel reading according to St. Matthew, wherein Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Here ends our text. You may be seated. I hope that none of you mind if I regale you in a brief story from my life. You see, one year ago, actually one year ago yesterday, in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin... I was standing at the front of our Redeemer Lutheran Church on an absolutely perfect day. A string trio was playing this beautiful melody called Gabriel's Oboe, and I remember watching, I'll admit my eyes moistened a little bit, as a stunningly beautiful woman in a white dress walked down the aisle toward me. Now, the beauty of the church, the decorations, and even the music all faded when I saw her walk toward me, holding the arm of one of the greatest men I've ever known, a man I can now call Father. He gave her hand into mine, and we turned to face the cross and the Reverend Jean Henke. And the smiles and the joyous tears of that day will not be forgotten. That's right. My wife and I are celebrating our one-year anniversary this weekend. (laughs) Thank you very much. But obviously, I've been thinking a lot about that day, and as I've been thinking about it, I also have been thinking about this past year and everything that's happened. And thinking about the struggles and the trials that we went through and the joys and the victories that we've celebrated and how all of that, all of it has strengthened us not only as individuals but also as a couple and drawn us much closer together. One year later, we're one year wiser, even if some of the lessons that we had to learn might have been a little bit difficult. Now you might be thinking to yourself, aw, that's so sweet for him to be giving such a wonderful shout out to his wife. But what does this have to do with our gospel reading, let alone Trinity Sunday? If you're thinking that, it's okay. I understand. But let me explain how this story actually really does fit in very well. With our gospel message for today. One's wedding day, to be sure, fantastic, wonderful day. It's the first day, and it marks the first day of a wonderful journey. It's a journey that comes with its own ups and downs, but through it all, husbands and wives often encounter these teachable moments. Whether they are the ones learning or the ones teaching. Now, see, in that way, the life of a married couple is actually very similar to the Christian life, especially in light of what Jesus said in our gospel reading. You see, at some point in most, if not all, of your lives, you received the mark of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as people redeemed by Christ the crucified. And a moment later, a pastor, maybe a pastor here or elsewhere, had you lean over a baptismal font and baptized you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit using the very words that our Lord gave us in our gospel reading. From that moment on, you were redeemed Actually, perhaps I should restate that. Ever since that moment, you are redeemed. Whether you were an infant, teeny tiny little baby, a child, a teenager, or an adult, with those words you were marked as a child of the Most High God, free and forgiven receiving back the image of God that we lost in the Garden of Eden. That was a glorious day. And it was one that marked the beginning of our journey in Christ. But as with all wonderful days, what happened then? Well, life continued on. And much to our dismay, as we made confession of earlier, we sometimes stumble and struggle. The baptism that we received, it's perfect and complete. We are perfectly justified before the triune God. But we still, we still have to live here in this broken world. And it gets to us, doesn't it? We still sin. We still suffer when others sin against us. And to be sure, we still suffer from the effects of living in a broken, sinful world. If the gift of baptism were all that we receive from God, it would suffice because he has declared it so. However, he did not want to abandon us the wiles of our wild imaginations he did not want us to be unarmed so in addition to the sacrament the blessed union given to us in holy baptism he also gave us the gift of teaching of instruction given to us by the Holy Spirit through his word Now whenever we read the Great Commission passage in Matthew 28, I'll be honest, maybe this is the case of some of you, but I tend to kind of sometimes gloss over what happens after the baptism into the name of the triune God. Maybe we all need a little bit of a refresher. Uh, Hear Jesus' words once more with a little bit of emphasis added. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Teaching them. Teaching them how our Heavenly Father daily sustains us, how the Son has redeemed us and how the Holy Spirit keeps us in the faith. Teaching them the whole of the law, and the fact that we can never keep it perfectly. Teaching them that in spite of that, in spite of our sin, we are forgiven because of what Jesus did for us. Teaching them that beyond that, we are looking forward to the last day when Jesus returns and restores us, glorified body and soul, to heaven and heaven the new heavens and the new earth and certainly teaching them that we are not alone and that God always keeps his promises see that that is how we make disciples by baptizing and by teaching Peter took Jesus at his word on the day of Pentecost when he was teaching the people of Jerusalem and encouraging them To be baptized. See, regardless of the order, you never see one without the other. And look what happened. Beyond what our our reading from Acts says, we learned that 3,000 were added to their number that day. How is that even possible? Well, when the triune God is moving. Nothing is impossible. Working through the teaching of the word and the sacrament of baptism, the Holy Spirit is the one who makes it possible for us to believe the teachings that we've received. And like the apostles and all the believers in Jerusalem, it is our responsibility, our calling, our honor to hand down the teaching to others that has been given to us. Now, to be sure, especially for those of you who might be teachers or Sunday school teachers, this isn't always exactly the easiest thing to do, passing on the faith. In fact, it can honestly be kind of daunting at times, can't it? We encounter things that are, are really kind of impossible to fully explain, especially when it comes to the Trinity, I mean, you try to tell me how one God can also be three persons, but we know it's true. If we were left by ourselves, we would not be able to teach. However, the Holy Spirit dwelling within us gives us the words to speak, and he has given us tools to use. The three creeds that we as Christians confess the apostles, the Nicene, and the lengthier Athanasian creed that is sometimes being spoken on this day in churches throughout the world are certainly great examples. And we use good, proper exposition on Scripture like Luther's small catechism and the larger volume, if you feel up to the task, the Book of Concord. But above all of that, Above all of it, our teaching is based on Scripture, on the Word that has been handed down to us from generation to generation. This goes all the way back to Peter in Jerusalem. And it's been handed down to pulpits throughout the world and through all the ages. The truth of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is being taught. Now, I don't want you to make the mistake of thinking that the teaching and the learning ends after Sunday school. I don't want you to think that the learning is over after confirmation. My apologies to all of our 8th graders out there. Or any type of graduation. The learning continues. The teaching continues. Every single day for every single person. From birth to death. See, we study about how we can better carry out our vocations. And we are taught by God how to better serve our neighbor. We learn humility and wisdom from the mistakes that we make and from the sins that are forgiven in God's name. And we learn to forgive others when they sin against us by God's grace. In any case, once again, All our teaching is based on God's word. He is the one who teaches us to trust in him, even when things don't seem to make sense, whether that's something we see in his word or something we see in our lives. He is always teaching us. And so we want to share with others what we ourselves have been given. That is discipleship to baptize, and to teach. That's an honorable task. And it's one that all of us have been called to. However, if you're still feeling a little bit intimidated, let me share with you some words that might bring you some strength and comfort. First, understand that we are called to this by the one, Jesus, who said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me with the understanding therefore what do you have to fear and then we are emboldened by his promise that he declared to us surely I am with you always to the very end of the age in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen And now, may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.